0: Welcome to this week's episode of the It's Utah's World podcast. I'm back alongside Steve Bartle with you all, as always, while the days are ticking away. Countdown to Utah football season opener against Weber State. It's getting closer and closer. It is a fun time to be a Utah football fan or a college football fan in general. and. Something new happened this year, Steve. Before we get into that, I told you horses, Nate Wade Subaru is our sponsor. We love and appreciate them. 2107 South Main Street, downtown Salt Lake City. If you're in the need for a new car, just, just go down. Just say hello. Just tell them we sent you and you'd be amazed at how cool those people are that work at Nate Wade Subaru. They'll look after you and get you into a pretty sweet model uh, of vehicle. There is a reason you see as many Subarus as you do here in Utah. anyway,
1: Steve, yo, what's happening, man? What's up, my guy? How are you? You know, we're, we're hanging around, hanging in. We're just plucking away. We're just plucking. Yeah. In. Trying to get as
0: much sleep as we can at nighttime to become as efficient as we can in the daytime. And it's a little never nighttime, ending, daytime. We'll never end in circle, but we like it. <laughs> That's how we roll. And if we can eat good food in amongst all of it, we'll be good. We're happy. But um, help me understand this. So Charlie Broad, by the way, as, as many know already, has been named the starting quarterback. It was leaked and announced at the start of this week and then confirmed by the university on Thursday.
1: They actually announced a starting quarterback, Steve. They announced one before the first game. What?
0: Yeah. What's that all about? Can we just start right there? Like, like, what
1: is that all up? Th- this hasn't happened. I-, I don't know if this has ever happened. Yeah, man, this is a uh, it's a, it's a big deal. There's no and Kyle Whittingham, I think, alluded to this earlier this week, where he's you know he mentioned you know gamesmanship. I think he said what he say? He said he said something like, I know it's talked <laughs> about like gamesmanship, but you know we there's no game there's no gamesmanship there there's there's nothing to be gained here, and so, um, pretty interesting. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because you know as we've kind of seen, and I can't really remember when they announced the Troy Williams, Tyler Huntley, because that's really like the last outside of last year, right? We all know how that kind of went, and it makes sense why you you don't want to announce a starter until like the game, the the day of the game last year, just because it is. You know, USC is your first game. You're not, you know, it's not an out of conference opponent. It's a conference opponent. And so you're trying to gain an advantage. I get that. I get that, Tom. I I don't. I get it. I get it. Steve, have you ever heard Nick Saban? Like,
0: have you ever seen Nick Saban refuse to, to, to say who a starting quarterback is before a season? He, he doesn't well, beat I mean, around the bush he, with that nonsense. Nick Saban's like, here's our starting quarterback. Do 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 me a favor and study him as much as you can. There's nothing you will be able to do about it. On I game mean,
1: day. yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Nick Saban has the luxury of whatever quarterback he trots out there is going to be pretty damn good, and the rest of the team is going to be pretty damn good. Um, you know, I think like like last year, you know, it's it may not seem like much, but you know, the more time that an opponent has to prepare for multiple, you know, different scenarios, like all the better, like, like football coaches, man, they're wired different. Like if, if you can get them to, you know, split up their time preparing for different things, that's all the better. That's, you know, as a head coach, that's what you want. That's like a dream scenario. So I get it. It's dumb. It's stupid. For us on the outside, and you've been in it. Like you so I, I can't really say that, but you know, to because a lot of people will probably share your opinion. Um, but like that's just that's just how coaches are wired, man. They're a different breed. See, I um I
0: understand. I, I get why you'd like yeah. you you'd want opposing teams to look at two quarterbacks, but look, here's the bottom line, and this is where I've stood my the entire time is everybody knows everybody in this business. Um yeah. There's a very good chance. Weber State knew who the starting quarterback was going to be if they chose not to announce it. I can guarantee you, Jay Hill would have been told by somebody, somebody. who to prepare for. Uh, yes. And so, how 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 often? How realistic is it that USC a year ago really actually had to study both quarterbacks? I'm pretty sure they would have had a good idea who it was going to be simply by by reading what's in in articles these days and speaking to people off the record and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, I just think, this is my opinion, Steve, this is how, how I felt. If I'm, if I'm a head, head football coach, uh, I worry about other things than what other teams are doing. Uh, I worry about my own team. I worry about how we prepare for our opponents. And the last thing I need to focus on is how Weber State, USC, or whoever it may be, may be uh, studying the film. When they when they prepare to play us, that is who cares? And if they know Probably, who the starting yeah. they know who the starting quarterback is, so be it. What's that got to do with the price of fish? He's a different player. It's a different year. It's it's, it's, it's there's so many different elements that go into all of this. Charlie Brewer, if he had stayed at B, at at Baylor, would likely have been a different player in 2021 than he had been the past four years at Baylor. It's a. Con- this, the players are so young, Steve, they're constantly developing and they're forming new traits and habits and they're bettering themselves, hopefully, uh, and, and trying to eliminate as many mistakes as possible. My, my point is, I just think it's such a waste of energy for people to be so paranoid about who opposing teams are going to study. It just seems like there's more important matters that need to be. Anyway, we don't need to get into it because Carl, when he hands a name to start up, which is yeah. which is cool. Which is really cool. I'm happy. I'm proud of him. And I, I think it's a it's a great step. It shows that he's starting to care just a little bit less about what other teams think. What 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 do you make of it all, Steve? What have you heard?
1: Uh <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I uh it says a lot, obviously, that he announced a starter and like who cares? Um but you know I think it uh it's exciting. I think Charlie Brewer's kind of been like we've talked about it like we've talked about him throughout the summer as kind of being the odds-on favorite to be the guy and you know I think somebody somebody made the comment I was listening to it, it might have been it might have been Covey but he made the comment like in this you know in this quarterback matchup like Cameron Rising was gonna have to pull off something miraculous to yeah. to win the job and he almost did um like if you're looking at it, a lot of people are familiar with, you know, boxing matchups and that kind of stuff. Like you've got your champion, you got a guy coming for the title, for the belt, like he's not going to win a split decision. Like more often than not, that's, you know, I mean, that's that decision is going go to go to the champ, right? And the champ in this situation was Charlie Brewer. He's got the experience. He's got you know, not just the experience, like he's got – the most recent work in terms of spending time with the team in spring camp. Like he's got four years of experience. Um, Just, uh, you know, he, he, he had the advantage. And so, you know, give credit, credit belongs to Cameron rising for making this thing. What it was like, he did a, sounds like he did an incredible job. Um, So, you know, but in the end it was Charlie Brewer standing tall and, you know, he's named the starter. And so, uh, pretty exciting, man! I know a lot of people are excited for what Charlie Brewer brings to the table. Uh, it sounds like, you know he's he's kind of the quarterback that Utah needs this season. With all the with you know the sudden amount of talent that they have at the skill positions, you, that you know that's a lot of mouths to feed. So you've got to have a quarterback that can spread the ball around, do it efficiently, and and uh, and it sounds like Brewer is is, is that guy. Are you under the impression that the
0: experience um, of Brewer was the defining factor in the decision?
1: I mean, based on what I was told, yeah. Like, that was the the final difference maker. That was the the, – where the – where things tipped for Brewer was his experience. And, like, you've got four years of it. You went to a Sugar Bowl in 2019. You've competed, you know – against some really good competition. And so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, with this team that you've got in terms of their aspirations of winning a Pac twelve championship, it makes a lot of sense to go with the experience.
0: I, I I agree. Um I'm I'm proud of rising. I think that's worthy of a conversation. I think what what he's been able to showcase all of us is uh Hell yeah. He said he's a tough SOB, isn't he? He um he was he didn't go down easily. And there's a good chance we still see rising at some point throughout the course of this season, Steve. But but, but I think it was Covey that mentioned this as well. Um, and you might have said this last week. You might have referenced it. But Covey, I believe, said that that Utah is going to have the the best two deep at quarterback in the country, in his opinion. Uh, it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty good uh, little safety safety net to have, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he, I think he said. I think what he said was, "We'll have the best backup quarterback in the country." Which, I mean, that's basically the same thing. what you're saying, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 impressive, and and I do think that this says a lot about Cameron Rice that you were able to push, you know, um, a guy with four years of experience, uh, that you were able to to do this coming off of an injury, and that you were able to to push Brewer, uh, you know despite your last time taking a rip was uh, taking a rep was, you know, you were getting tackled and and you hurt your shoulder, right? Like that was the last time Cameron rising took a, took a rep. And so, um, you know, he didn't get spring camp reps at all. Like, so really, really impressive job. And it says a lot about where he's at in this game. I think Kyle Whittingham says, said something to the effect that he, he left off. He's, he's right back where he left off which, you know, that's super exciting um, for, you know, in, in terms of what it means for rising, but also, you know, for his future. And I think as long as, as you know, things uh, stay in place and he's, he remains here, his future is, is as bright as anyone else's in that program. Like Cameron Rising is uh, just a, an absolute treasure in terms of the personality that he has, his charisma, his, his confidence. Uh, he's he's a he's quite a character, man. He's an impressive guy, and I think uh, I, I agree. I think there's you know good possibility we see him this season, uh, and that should be uh, should be pretty exciting. Pretty pretty exciting. The question
0: now has to become: What sort of leash does does Brewer have to uh, to operate with? Um, I don't know what you've been told, Steve. I don't know who you've you've spoken to about this. I don't know if if anybody actually has an answer. To be perfectly fair, besides. Towerwiningham and maybe Andy Ludwig, but even then i I guess I'd probably be surprised if the two had had this conversation yet but uh, but it is worthy i I think of a conversation because it's going to come up at some point this season. Adversity will will occur um inevitably it happens every year with every team in almost every sport, regardless of where you live or what country you reside in. Uh, but the Pac-12, more so than than most, I would have to assume, um, is is a, is a difficult league, and uh, and there's a good chance that that Utah doesn't go undefeated. Uh, they're probably going to lose uh, a game or two here and there, uh, and 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 therefore questions will be asked throughout the course of this season, given how close the quarterback competition was throughout fall camp. So, what what sort of a leash, I guess, off the top of your head, do you have any any idea? Could you d- do you have any idea? No. Do, you think, do you think mistakes are okay for Brewer early in the season? Do you think he can survive
1: Absolutely, mistakes? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like mistakes are going to happen. Like it's just part of the game, right? Like, um, you know, I, I I don't hate it because I understand it. I understand why the conversations like happen and why they need to, to, to happen. But I don't think there's, at least for me, in, in my point of view, I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't really pursued that that topic um, I don't think there's much of a leash and there shouldn't be until you know you come to that bridge right like I think it's it sets up an unfair um, unfair situation scenario um, you know for for Brewer like when you you know when Utah if if Utah loses uh, you know a couple games like yeah then you can start to have the conversation but there's still so much to accomplish, you know, even if Utah does drop a couple games. Like there's – Utah lost they, – they lost to USC early on in the season and everybody was saying that, you know, oh, kiss kiss this season goodbye and what does Utah do? They go – you know, they go undefeated the rest of the season. Like uh, – and that's why it's it's so hard to put, you know – Put context into that kind of kind of question, you know, in terms of what his leash should be. I don't think he should have a leash. Like he should enter the season knowing full well he's going to be the guy, even if you know, they lose a couple, even if he throws a couple interceptions. Like he should he should have that full confidence, um, you know. And if things get bad enough where they've got to have that decision, then then that's when you start to have the conversation. That's that's how I approach it with these kind of with these kind of you know topics, but. Um, I know like other people want to, want to speculate on it. Um, I just, for me, I, it just, it sets up an unfair situation in my mind. And, um, but like I said, like you just, you got to let these guys kind of play through it and, and, uh, and, and just, you know, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, for what, it, for what it's worth, I think if, uh, if they're trying to get the most out of anybody uh, in this in this case Brewer, then he, he has to be able to go out go out full full of confidence and not 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 afraid to make a mistake uh, yeah uh, and I, look, I have good faith uh Carl Winningham got a psychology degree a number of other coaches out there also have similar credibility um, and so I think they know what they're doing when it comes to all of that you just I, I, look i think i think it's a it's, it's a conversation that will take place. Uh, for, for, for throughout the course of the season uh, at given points when adversity is hit. And if, and if Utah cannot, cannot overcome that adversity, um, then it's going to be a, a question that Carl Whittingham and, and the coaching staff are going to have to answer. And, and it's not a fun conversation to have because Brewer has earned the right to, to start. And uh, regardless of how close that quarterback competition was, he is Utah's man going forward. And, um, uh, and he sh- he should have the ability to make a mistake here and there and, and not be punished for it. But that's, look, that's just me. I, I, and you agree, Steve? You, you kind of, or at least I agree with you, I should say. And um, it'll be fa- it'll be a fascinating little little topic to follow along because because um, who knows where this season could go? It, it could go really really well. It could go not nearly as well as many had thought. Um, there's a good chance Utah's pretty good this year, and Charlie Brewer is going to be a man leading. What so what else is going on, Steve? You 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 go you go up there far more often than I do these days. I, I try and get up there when I can, but it's not nearly as frequent as you are. What what else is what else is being talked about as, as Weaver State approaches? Um You know what else is pretty cool, and I wanted to have this conversation with you. The importance of a healthy Utah roster entering the season
1: yeah.
0: is is big. And um we're yet to hear of any significant injury coming out of four camp. So so as, as it stands right now, uh, Utah's doing everything it, it, it can to set themselves up for as much success uh, as, they, as they believe they can achieve in 2021. Nothing unforeseen has occurred so far, which is, which is massive, Steve.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, you look at that depth chart, which was, you know, released yesterday, and it's, man, it's pretty impressive. Um, you look up and down, and there's a lot of... Um, a lot of good names on that on that depth chart a lot of talent a lot of young guys um, that we uh, you know for those that like to follow recruiting uh, there's a lot of guys on that list that uh, will will generate some excitement there's also a lot of guys on that list where you know there's not a lot known about them you know particularly at that on the defensive side of the ball where you're looking at the linebacker spot and you're seeing names like Karenny Reed and and Trey Reynolds and Hayden fury like those aren't you know Trey Reynolds is fairly known just because he was a big recruiting win last year, but um, you know, you look at the, the health of this roster and the depth chart and you see seeing all the names that you were hoping to see on the depth chart Uh, and it's, it's pretty exciting. So yeah, entering the season, you know, healthy and, and that it's, it's huge. Like you've got to have health. And that was something that Kyle Whittingham, you know, talked about if, if you're hoping to make a push, you know, for and have one of those special seasons, you've got to have health on your side. And Uh, and so Utah enters the season healthy, um, as healthy as, as it looks like, you know, as they can be. Um, and the exciting thing is is like, this seems to be, you know, one through 85, at least like the deepest team in terms of talent that they've brought into the program. There's a lot of young, um, guys on the roster. There's a lot of depth, a lot of talent. Um, still a, a good amount of inexperience as well, but, um, you know, it's, it's a healthy roster in a lot of ways. And so that's, uh, that's pretty exciting, pretty encouraging. Um, But Whittingham did make the point, you know, late in, in camp um, over the last couple of weeks. And I think he even made reiterated the fact this week earlier uh, this week up at media availability was, you know, there's been some dings and, and, you know, some, um, some minor injuries along the way at certain positions. And he mentioned specifically the offensive line and that's kind of, um, limited the group's ability to to work together and find their best five, uh, and so you know, obviously you enter the season with with that question mark kind of looming over the offense, and you know it'll it'll be interesting to see what that group actually looks like early on the season. Um, you know they should get uh, they should get healthy as time goes on, but you know we'll see. But yeah, like you said, Tom, this having health on your side is a big big deal, and. For the most part, you know, this, this seems to be a very healthy roster and, uh, and you know, they were able to avoid the injury bug. Hey, what do you make of the fact that
0: Utah listed the fullback position on their depth chart? Pretty what, damn cool, going,
1: man. What's going on there, dude? Man, I <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. Well, everybody's, like, trending towards, you know, spread football. I love it that Utah's throwing the fullback on there and – now, shout out to Joe Ludwig and Ali Nui Matalolo being listed as the uh, the fullbacks. Pretty cool. So, you know, maybe we'll see some eye formation. Maybe we'll see some goal line sets with some power football. Like that's that's pretty exciting to, to have that fullback position. And you know, it's something that Ludwig has utilized over over time. Like he spent time at Wisconsin, you know, as the offensive coordinator. I think he was even there while Melvin Gordon was there and ran for over two thousand yards. Um, uh, you know, and so <laughs> Fullback still has its good has its use, man. And and you know, even even teams like you know, the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, like they still utilize the fullback position. So it's it's not a a completely extinct position, Tom. It's exciting. No,
0: no, no, no. I I I
1: didn't (laughs) think it was extinct.
0: I just No, 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 I know, I know.
1: It's funny that uh,
0: very funny that, you know, a lot of the conversation prior to this season was surrounding the wide receivers and how talented they all are and, and how exciting it's going to be that these quarterbacks are going to be able to throw to to so many different targets. And even the running backs have great hands and they can offer something out of the backfield. And then we get our our, our first legitimate depth chart, really. And uh, and there's a bloody fullback on there. Yeah. It's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's, well, hold on a second. What are we doing here? Oh, okay, well, man. Maybe look, here's, here's what I know about Carl Woody and this is what many fans that have been in the loop know as well. Is is in an ideal world, he would run he would run as close to a, a, a 50-50 split run pass than, than he can. Like he, he just wants he wants everything to be 50-50. He wants you to run the football 50% of the time, throw the football 50% of the time, and keep the defense constantly guessing. As to what the offense is going to do, and so look, maybe when they, maybe maybe they're going to utilize the fullback in in ways that we just haven't seen at Utah over the last handful of years. Um, yeah, fullbacks maybe. Can generally catch the ball out of the backfield. They're obviously very good blockers. They can even run the ball on short yardage situations. Like like last year, for example, Steve Utah, we know it. They had a they had a really hard time converting third and shorts or yeah. any down and shorts. Um, Second and short, third and short. It didn't matter. They they had a difficult time converting those. Maybe this is the answer to that. Maybe they bring the fullback position into uh, in, back into the Utah football offense to try and convert some third and shorts and get big Joe yep. Ludwig at six one two thirty six to tumble over a linebacker that weighs ten five ten pounds lighter than he. Does.
1: I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's interesting when you look at at the depth chart. Right, um, going back to it, there's you know they've got a wide tight end a u tight end they've got three different wide receiver spots the the x the z the r you know and then they've got a fullback and and to me this this talks a lot about situational football um and so like you said Tom like those power run situations those power yarded situations where you know it's third and inches fourth and inches like it's a great situation to bring in a fullback to get another guy that's just going to you know throw his weight around a little bit and hopefully push push the pile for you so yeah it it makes a lot of sense you know in that regard to have a a fullback listener on there he's he's going to play a viable uh, an important role and the nice thing here is like you've got joe ludwig who uh, you know he played fullback and linebacker at iowa you know so he's he's got an he's got experience there he kind of seems like the physical type and then you've got a Nui matalolo who's you no, know, he's not Brent Keithy in terms of the athlete, but he's got some versatility. He's got some some ability to to get out into space and run a route and and catch the ball and do some things there. So, you know, you've got some nice uh, situational um, pieces, you know, with that fullback spot and and you know, similarly the Y t- tight end, U tight end, like it's uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see the depth chart and just how specific Utah is with it. You know, nowadays comparing it to what it used to look like a few years ago where it was just like, you know, you list a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and it's just a very basic depth chart like this, you know, this really speaks to situational football and it's it's pretty cool to see.
0: Oh, I I mean without a doubt. Um yeah. even, you just look at the defense, Steve. They've yeah. They've listed Rover Mac and stud linebackers. They've also added the nickel back, which would suggest that they're gonna they're gonna you know kind of fluctuate between a 4-3 and a nickel defense mm-hmm. um so so yeah i mean this is a, this is a pretty in-depth depth chart and and carl woodingham and and the coaching staff have um have provided the fans i i think exactly what they're after this you know at this time yeah. you know as yeah. the days before the season tick on they, they just want to know kind of who to who to keep an eye out on and, and this is what i i love about depth charts and 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 just any information that that programs are willing to release because especially this time of year, Steve, I mean, the football bug is enormous. I mean, I can't yeah. think yeah. of a more exciting time to be a Utah football fan. Last year, there were no, we didn't, you know, Utah football had no fans in the stands like, you know, other teams around the country may have. They've got a brand new South End zone that they're re- they're ready to debut. I mean, uh, they've got a very good team, a seasoned veteran driven team with a new quarterback that's had success in the past, albeit not at Utah. I mean, there are just so many things that are uh, that are in favour of Utah right now. And the fan base is is just electric for football. I mean, yeah. it cannot get it fast enough, it seems. And so I think a really wise decision for Carl Whittingham and the football program to release this depth chart, and to give as much information as they have done, because this is not what they've done in previous years. And I, I hope anyway, the pandemic, if it's taught them anything, is you know, without fans, the game just is not the same. And so you've got to provide something every now and again, even if it's small like this. You've got to provide something, even if they had a kept, you know, even if he didn't want to put Brewer as the starter and had a had an oar next to Brewer. It doesn't matter. Just this is. This is what the fans want, Steve. And I think Utah football's done a really good yeah. job at providing just a little bit, just enough to <laughs> kind of keep the mouth watered before September second. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's interesting. So like keep it on, on subject here. Like it's interesting to like look at, you know, you want to see that decision made at the quarterback spot. But then you know have running back. Like they've talked about all four of these running backs and it was it's pretty exciting, you know, in in stark contrast to the quarterback spot where you've got four guys, you know, with three ors listed between them. And it's like, to you know, to a lot of fans, like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's exciting because, you know, there's been a lot of buzz about the running back position. So, you know, it's just it, – it's pretty cool. And a lot of guys, a lot of fans are excited. You know, there's been a lot of good things happening over the last couple of weeks. You know, fall camp media coverage was awesome. Um, you know k s l sports was up there. we were up there all you know every day and and then they had the uh um the uh oh what was it on saturday the uh where you could go check out the south end zone and all of that just that kind of stuff they they weren't able to do the like meet and greet with the players, but you know to have the fans come in and check out the south end zone get to see the locker rooms. Uh, it's, it's generated a good amount of excitement. I think a lot of people are just chomping at the bit to get into, you know, Rice Eccles stadium on September 2nd, man, it's, it's going to be an incredible moment just because a lot of fans for a lot of people, you know, for, for probably, you know, 90% of the folks that are going to be there on, on September 2nd. this is their first taste of Utah football um, in that stadium uh, for almost two years. And so, you know, just, just as you're talking about, you know, with the pandemic and the program, you know, hopefully appreciating things a little bit more, the same, same can be said for, for the fan base. And, in that, you know, it's, it's not always guaranteed, right? Like we, things can happen. And and so it's going to be awesome to be there September 2nd, to feel the electricity from the crowd pregame, to see the, the, the team running out of the new tunnel, um right before kickoff. That's going to be exciting. It's gonna be just a, a crazy moment. Um considering everything that we've been through over the last two years. Like it's it's uh it's gonna be pretty, pretty wild and, and you know, I think a lot of people are excited for September second.
0: Something we something we need to pay a little bit of attention to, Steve, before we get out of here is um news started to circulate this afternoon. And this is Friday. We're recording on Friday, August twenty seventh at the University of Utah and Utah State University, um, they're going to require students to get the COVID-19 vaccine um, to attend classes in person. Now, nothing has been reported um, from a football front whether or not you'll need to get the vaccine to enter the stadium yet. Uh, I don't know if they will. There have been teams, both professional and collegiate teams, that have decided to mandate vaccines if they if if uh, fans are going to attend games Utah has not done that yet' I'm not but, but it's something to certainly keep an eye on if you're a fan of Utah just keep an eye out right and see what comes down the pipe because I have to imagine if, if anything's going to happen it's going to be soon as the days tick on by before september 2nd but there may there may be a vaccine requirement for fans that hasn't been announced yet but yeah. uh, it's worth at least uh, commenting. On this podcast, for uh, for at least people to just book, uh, check check it out, make sure that you know if you go to the game, you know exactly what to uh, prepare for because it's it's a different world that we than we live in now, uh, for the better or worse. I don't know. It's uh, very it's much, kind, yeah, kind of strange. But Steve, I know you're busy, so I won't hold you up. I appreciate your time, as uh, all of our listeners do. We love and appreciate you. Next week's game week. Holy cow!
1: Holy smokes, man! I'm excited. <sighs> man, it's gonna be Decided good. Excited to do uh, this with you,
0: Tom. It'll be cool. Uh, game week's always, I mean, the season is what we do this podcast for, to talk about the games and uh, everything that that uh, that occurs with them. Um, we hope you enjoy them. Uh, we'll be back, of course, next week. Nate Wake 2 is our sponsor. Check Steve out on Twitter at SBattle247. I head to uh, uh I'm at Tom or KSF Sports.com. Steve, my man, be well. Have a good weekend. We'll speak next See week. See you, Tommy.